Well, well, well. I feel like I always go first and then I talk over you. Well, I am letting you speak for once. So you know what? There's a first time for everything. Well, it really is. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Someone once actually, Chandler, someone once wrote in and they're like, what's it like being so bossy and basically such a bitch um, and always talking over your sister? And I was what's like, what's it like? It's great. great honestly, uh, <laughs> I have so much to say and she is really easy to get to shut up uh, when I overpower her. This and is true. Big girl, mo- big sis mode. Do you know that I actually got work feedback one time at my old job that I interrupt people or no, no, no. It was that I finished their sentences. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're more assertive like, in your other professional environment than with I me. I guess so. But I was like, Interesting. Do I really? Like, I, I this was like for real. I, I kind of had a moment where I thought, mm, did you just like have to find something wrong with me? Right. You know? like, right. Totally. Like, oh, that's the worst you can do. I can read people's I minds. Feel like, I feel like it's oddly specific to like a feedback. Um, right. Right. And then my follow-up question was like, well, maybe you just don't get to the point fast enough. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I say to you um, every time we finish each episode. No, I actually, that's just a joke. Um, Chandler and I, Chandler, don't you feel like we have a kind of an understanding, um, especially when we have guests where most of the time I'm like leading the episode? Yes. Yeah. I prefer it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Chandler like legit prefers for me to semi-lead, not this podcast, but like I will oftentimes be like Chandler do you want to lead this and I think she she likes for someone else to you know she likes for Jesus slash me to take the wheel oh absolutely I mean this is a dynamic that was maybe established uh at birth at conception right you are my older sister and so you know there's a little bit of deference and I'm okay with that uh and you know trust me there are plenty of times where I'm just sitting on my next uh quippy thought waiting to you know roast you so it's all good Waiting for this be to STFU. Can there we goes. Just give like a disclaimer? That. Please. <laughs> um, so mom feels really embarrassed that we still cuss on this podcast because, you know, we did promise her and pledged her that we would stop when we had her on for our 100th episode. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like we need to disclaim, you guys, that that was not some Machiavellian plan to lie to her to, and then betray cussing. her. Yeah. No, yeah, we are not yeah. like, this is not, you know, Judas Iscariot vibes. Um, <laughs> we did not mean to betray our mom. The truth of the matter is, is that we had every intention of stopping cussing. But when, you, when you're in the business of uh, telling be- mediocre jokes, turns out like losing a bunch of tools in your arsenal is really tough. And it just became way too difficult to stop cussing. That's um, what two I think. things here. What do you think? I, I'm going to say that I was better at it than you were. And True. you unfortunately led me down the road back to swearing more. So Absolutely. I'm going to blame it on you first and foremost. And also, you know, yeah, we just like we it's just it's difficult. And, you know, mom should know that promises are sometimes made to be broken. And, you know, that's just a hard life lesson she needs to learn. We had zero intention of breaking that promise. We, re- I firmly believed in my mind and soul that I was going to stop cussing, but then it just really did prove to be too freaking hard. You know what? Yeah. So at least I just said freaking, um, like a proper Utah. And <laughs> sorry, mom, um, love you, but we're we're just doing our best. We're just two gals doing our best, trying to crack right. some jokes, trying to get some new Patreon subscribers. 
Um, and we're doing the best we can with what we have. Exactly. Which is, I guess, uh, you know, not much talking, <laughs> which, is, which is, I guess, is dropping a few F-bombs here and there, you know, to get a chuckle out of people. Right. And you know what? I wish that I didn't swear at times. Um, right. You know, I wish that it, I wish that I was incredibly reformed, but I'm not. And, you know, I know that there are people who listen to this podcast who maybe, you know, I don't really like that that you can hear me swearing, but it's just it is what it is. And, uh, you know, every day is a winding road. Yeah. I mean, it's all a journey. Trust me. When I was a young woman, you know, when I was in my teenage years, I thought that my life as a 30 something would be as a high power professional who maybe woke yeah. up early to learn languages, who woke up yeah. early to learn instruments, um, right. who, you know, read literature constantly, yeah, made love next to the fire each night. Disgusting. And this is how I thought I'd live my life. Let me just tell you that uh, becoming an adult is reckoning with reality and it's <laughs> it's realizing that maybe you're not the person you wished you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another life lesson uh, we're learning. I was on um I was uh on a fun little boat day the other day or yesterday and one of the girls was asking me what my hobbies were and I, and she was like, Do you do yoga or anything like that? And I'm just like, you know the problem with yoga, honestly, is I've already dropped check off my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I you just were on a kick though. Instagram notifications. Yeah. And it's just really hard to get through that yeah. class without checking my email. It's so yeah. it can be so boring. Right, right. You know? Totally. Totally. I mean, not checking your phone for, you know, at minimum 15 minutes to up to an hour for a workout is very, very difficult. Near impossible. It's a Herculean task channeler to say the least. So anyway, um, now we can just move away from my failings though, because we have a lot on the sure. docket to discuss today. Yes. Yes. Um, first item that we really need to get into is probably our most exciting item of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, is it? we have given these giveaways a bit of a break because we had a, I knew that I wanted people to have a little bit of rest before we started our final giveaway of the year, which is by far our most exciting yeah. And Chan, do you want to say what we're giving away? I actually don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This is you guys, this is why I take the lead sometimes. Okay. Um oh my gosh. Well, it's actually super exciting. Chandler, do you remember that um I gave this to you? It's a one carat diamond oh, tennis yes, bracelet. Yes, 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 yes. I do now remember. You are um, maybe I maybe I blocked so, it out because I'm, you know, jealous, but Anyways, <laughs> oh yeah, maybe she blocked it out because she's not excited for the bill when it comes in for this giveaway. But um, right. we are giving away a one carat diamond tennis bracelet, the same tennis bracelet, not the not Chandler's, but the same one, not the exact same one, but yes, know, the same we're, thing. We're giving away mine. I'm actually <laughs> you're going to get the bracelet off my wrist. Um, times are tough. We're hitting the skids and we're going to have to start giving away items that we own our from giveaway. our own bodies. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> and then I'll start Before- doing my molars and then I'll move on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Before we actually start selling our bodies, we're going to start selling the jewelry on top of them. Yeah. Um, no, so we are giving away a one carat diamond tennis bracelet. And this giveaway is partnered with Casita Jewelry, which is founded by my best friend in Puerto Rico, Sara. So 
truly, it's a very, very exciting giveaway. And how do you enter? Well, you can enter as many times as you want. It's super exciting. To enter, all you do is follow Casita Jewelry and then follow us, of course. And and then finally, shout us out on your stories. So shout us out with your favorite Pop Apologist episode linked there. Use the link button. You guys Mm -hmm. copying and pasting a text link into your stories doesn't work. You got to... Find out how to add a link to your stories if you don't know how to do that. Um, But you add a link for your friends so that they can enjoy the show as well. And you will be entered to win a diamond tennis bracelet. And you can enter as many times as you want. So you can shout us out every day if you want till, you know, the end of the year, essentially. This giveaway is running till the end of the year. So anyway, enter every two weeks, enter every week, whatever you want. But um, we're super excited about it. And I just want to say that these giveaways are actually what truly help us grow. And so when you enter, you're not just entering to win, but you're really supporting the show and supporting the really important work Chandler and I do here, talking trash each each week. Right. Swearing and that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. Yes. They are incredibly helpful and we really appreciate the people who enter. And um, yeah, it's just, it's it's an amazing way to help us grow. So uh, the other thing, I don't know if Lauren mentioned this, is just don't say that it's a giveaway. That's typically oh, right. uh, a, a, an easy That's way a st- for people to swipe through your stories even faster than they already are. You only shout us out if you actually would, if you actually love the show. Right. And I think that sums it up. So Chan, should we finish? Should we conclude oh, housekeeping and move forward? I have one note about housekeeping. And this is a decision I'm making on air in front of you live. Oh, no. Um, I... I'm going to get merch up and running after this year. In 2023, yeah. we are going to be full steam ahead with merch. We need to get through Lauren's wedding. Um, you know, it's it's a lot for me. Lauren's wedding is a, is a lot for her, and it's a lot for me. So, you know, we're we're going to resume merch, sweatshirts, and hats next year, and we're we will get that begin. up off the ground. Not begin. Resume. We're, we're going to begin merch, everyone. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit play. We're not just hitting pause. We're gonna hit play finally. So yes, yeah. So it is coming. Um, well, Chandler, let's move on from housekeeping. But speaking of selling ourselves, selling the jewelry mm-hmm. off our bodies, yeah. um, I want to talk to you about OnlyFans because I have some evolving thoughts. I saw th- this topic <laughs> in our outline, and I braced myself because I'm not sure if you're gonna go full you know, Serena, Serena joy. joy. <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea if I'm going to be like worried that we need to edit this out after, um, I'm already preparing right. myself to have to mentally, you know, take a Xanax <laughs> because I'm going to be so stressed about getting canceled. So please proceed. <laughs> okay. Well, here is the deal. You guys, obviously, you know, I have com- conflicted thoughts on commodifying sexuality. Okay. I don't think that's, uh, that's a new, Revelation for anyone who listens to the show. That said, Chandler, when you learn how much money these women are making on OnlyFans, it's what I would call a rude awakening. (laughs) Um, These these ladies, these women are making generational wealth, snapping some ass shots that I'm already taking, that I'm already posting for free. For free. For free. (laughs) What I've learned actually is that I'm doing it all wrong. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, I just think if you can create general generational wealth for yourself and build a financial future in 10 years or 20 years or two years on OnlyFans, right. 
what I would say is GFI, go for it. Because I'm sorry, but <laughs> you love to create an acronym that doesn't exist. <laughs> GFI, you love to do that. <laughs> yes. So GFI, anyway, those let, are my- let's go, girls. GFI, go for <laughs> it. GFI. Also, it's safe. It's encrypted. Yeah. It's private. Yeah. It's yep. You know what? It's you don't actually have to sell your body. You don't even actually right. have to be naked. It can just be bikini photos. Totally. And and you you're can doing that for free, like t- you said. You're yeah. I'm already. I'm basically. I have my. I have a free OnlyFans account called my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I've gone completely all wrong. <laughs> well. Oh yeah, and honestly, you're actually losing money because you're paying for those boat days and experiences to then post the free photos. You're hemorrhaging cash, which we already have, ha- but yeah. <laughs> hemorrhaging c- cash, okay, to slut it up on my own account when I could be doing that. Pr- I'm not even going to go there. But what I will say is that wow. I did learn that the daughter of a the daughter of a reality television matriarch, one season wonder, reality this is a blind item. Reality, okay, maybe housewife one to two season wonder. Yeah. Um, Let's just say the daughter, the the younger daughter, she never was on the show. Anyway, she's making what? apparently, according to my friend, three hundred and fifty k a year on OnlyFans. Wow, wow, yeah. How does that incredible? Is that post tax or pre tax? I don't know. I'm wow. sure you just expense all your lingerie and your boat days, and your your net income is thirty grand. You're making, you know, Literally. you're paying two grand anyway. Oh my gosh, it's the grift of Oof. our times, and I highly recommended. Uh, What's it? GFI? Go for it, girls. Yeah. Right, right, right. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you, Lauren, for what a, what an evolved <laughs> thought. I know, truly. Okay. So moving on, I'm sure our parents are just going to love this episode. They're going to love um, it. They're going to be posting about, about it. They're going to enter the giveaway. They love it so much. <laughs> like, exactly. And skip to this part where Lauren talks about being a free blank um do you want to talk about mom joining patreon well 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 (laughs) we woke up on friday morning to something you know something afoot in our patreon you know it was an email database 7.99 a month new patreon subscriber what not under a pseudonym okay no, no, not pseudonym. under any type of disguise. Just her, you know, her God-given name right there in front of us. Now on our Patreon for eight ninety-nine a month, seven ninety-nine. Um, we haven't Excuse talked me. about the price increase, Chandler. We haven't announced that yet. <laughs> Oops. Um, inflation's hitting Just us kidding. all. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, get that seven ninety-nine subscription while you can, baby. And guess what? Deb did. And this is the deal. We're entering a new phase, a new era. Where instead of it making our blood run cold, our blood ran only slightly freezing. Um, yeah. We called her panicked um, yeah. and said, "Mom, this is our Patreon. It's our private space. Right? And you know, we've we been can't... over this. Right. Yeah, this we, is like you we agreed went, to give us some privacy here. For anyone new here, our mom has already joined the Patreon, but under a disguise, like with a different name. Do you <laughs> yes. remember what that name was, Lauren? Will you share it, it with was... the crowd? Do you remember what it was? I don't think I remember completely. So oh I gosh, make sure that, of course. Can we team, get it right? You team me up. Okay, this is why I take over people. It was Steve. Just Steve. She joined no, us. Steve. The email. 
What was the email though? Oh, oh, nowhere oh to hide. At nowhere to hide at jingle.com. <laughs> so I wouldn't have really been that afraid of Steve signing up for Patreon. No, we do have totally. Some male listeners, we do. But it was nowhere to hide at gmail.com that mm-hmm. made me um, FTF. I don't know. Freak the f out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately blocked this person. They signed up for right, an annual right, subscription. Right. I immediately blocked. It's like, guess what? I don't want you on our Patreon if your Gmail no, is no. nowhere to hide. That makes me think that you're a crazy right. loony stalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, so it turned turns out, out it was that just our mom, just our mom, just our loving mother, just our darling mother. Um, with one of her weird Instagram accounts. So many weird email S- and Instagram accounts. So many. So many. So many. So anyway, um. That was her first attempt at joining the Patreon. That's when we, you know, slammed the door shut and said, Deb, this is yeah. our safe space. Okay. Right. We need space here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. fast forward to a couple of days ago, the Deb has joined. So we yeah. call her in a panic and she very authentically and sweetly and generously said, I actually just really want to know you guys better. And I feel like mm-hmm. I have lots of friends now who subscribe to the Patreon and they mm-hmm. mention things that I don't have no idea about. And it yeah. makes me feel left out. And we're truly entering this new phase where we are truly financially independent free agents on the earth. Yeah. With no longer cell phone plans that can be canceled by yeah. by Deb and John. And so maybe it's just going to be okay for them to know us as we truly are. I mean you know do the naive speak the naive speak. we do we absolutely do we have no idea where this is this is gonna go right now we're seeing it as an opportunity for growth but you know yeah. anything could truly happen and so we will keep you abreast uh with with deb now being on the patreon but you know yes we, we're, we're hopeful we're hopeful absolutely um okay well moving on from the patreon chan i want to get to something oh did you or do you have anything else on that i was just going to ask you are you going to put back up your q a that's you know been like up down up down up down (laughs) (laughs) is that going to go back up ever again like what the hell is happening with that (laughs) okay so it was the anonymous q a that i Posted originally, also did like a teaser on that you had me delete. I was like, this week on the Patreon, this is the what we're getting up to. Seven ninety nine a month, baby. Yeah, and you were so yeah. mortified by it. You're yeah. like, delete yeah. that. So I did. Um, and then I had a moment of mortification, so I deleted it altogether. Like it was only okay. up for maybe a week. Okay. So yeah. then I decided, you know what? I felt. Bold. I felt brave. I felt ready to be myself with everyone. I felt unashamed. For about 20 minutes or so, 20 minutes of this of it was feelings. A, <laughs> it was a solid 45 seconds. And of course, I took to Instagram. Of course. Um, and I said, everyone, <laughs> it's up. This is Gird me. Your lines. <laughs> the anonymous QA is getting posted again for all who missed it, my benevolent soul. Um, yeah. Well, that, then the very next morning, I said, it'll be up for two days. Very next morning, Deb. Deb herself joined the Patreon. And let's just say right. the anonymous Q&A, that was not. That's one that I definitely don't want mom listening to. No offense, mom. Okay. Um, Not yet, at least. So anyway, I promptly deleted it. This was pre-talking to her, pre-knowing her intentions of knowing who we are. And so that's where we're at. Okay. Um, So let's get to some main topics for this episode, Chandler. The first being Beth and Frankel. 
Chandler has come out and has a new podcast. Doesn't she already have a podcast? Yes. And I guess she's just really hell bent on being a cheater brand of the pop apologist. I've got a question. The format of her, of her podcast number one was so bizarre to me. It was like, here's four minutes from Bethany Frankel. Here's 10 minutes. Like erratic, chaotic rant. Yes. I don't understand. I'm like, please don't call yourself a podcast. If you have content that is shorter than 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, that's, that's okay. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a total BITCH, but like, that's just not a podcast. And you know, it's, it's disrespectful to the gals like us who record for an hour and a half, you know, to have enough content. Yeah. To the artists at work, like Chandler. Right. Um, yes. Here's the thing about Bethany Frankel that just drives me to the loony bin, but also entertains me to no end. Yeah. Um, Everything this woman does is delivered with the tone of like sanctimonious, I am the gift energy. Mm -hmm. I am doing so unique, so much better than other people. It it could not be more right. It's actually baffling. It's like... I'm going to show you how to make the best bagel ever. And any bagel you've made before this is absolute shit. And you don't know how to make anything because you suck. And I know how to make bagels. So let's talk about it. If you don't tear, if you don't pull the bread out of your bagel to save some calories, I don't know. What are you right. doing? What are you doing? You're eating the whole bagel? Literally. I, mean, I, this, this woman is on, it's called, it's, it's rendering her too confident. There is such a thing as too much self-esteem. I didn't think it was possible <laughs> until I watched Bethany Frankel on Instagram. And then I was like, no, it's possible to right. sell a little self-doubt is good. It's healthy. Yeah. Um, so I want to play with you the teaser Chandler. Okay. Because it's just oh, so, so hilarious. Um, and we're going to do a, a live reaction to this 90 second teaser, which is okay, essentially a, advertising on our podcast for her podcast which is yeah. you know we're real dumb super dumb about doing this yeah yeah also i will say this teaser is a three minute episode chandler three minute little recording and of course there's a mm-hmm. one minute ad before we even oh get to her gosh. teaser she's got to make that money she's got to build that <laughs> empire oh my i thought it's just like where is the dignity where's the dignity and just being a hundred millionaire like right right on. literally why why really Makeup tutorials and bad lighting on TikTok and on TikTok with fu money. What are yeah. we doing this for? What, what are is we the doing? Point yeah, of trying to build wealth. If the if this is the outcome, okay, right. Um, so here we go. Hi, it's Bethany Frankel. My time on the Real Housewives of New York is a few years behind me, and now I'm ready to put the real back into the Real Housewives. That's where my new podcast, Rewives, comes in. This isn't your typical rewatch podcast. I'm watching only the most iconic episodes from all cities. I'm sharing never-before-heard stories of what happened behind the scenes. And I'm not just pulling in cast members for post-game analysis. I'm doing something a little more interesting. If you've ever seen an episode of The Real Housewives, you know the drill. But beyond throwing drinks and legs, there are lessons about marriage, divorce, friendship, money, parenting, and fame. If you have the right minds, analyze and dig deeper. So I'm bringing on unexpected thought leaders and celebrities to give their take thought on leaders. the chaos. Okay, I think we're put her enough. My favorite is, um, this is something a little more interesting. This is something way better than that. Crap. Uh, two teas in a pod to the Tamara like oh this is a rewatch podcast really I, you're so much better uh, than housewives and now you're coming right. out you're so much uh, you're so far above being on the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now you have a rewatch podcast the We're- likes of Kelly Leventhal Dodd 
literally where all you do is talk about housewives the show yeah you're like so far removed from or like too too good for oh and then let's also say let's also how about this is going to be a little more interesting i'm only going to be watching the most iconic episodes oh really so you're not going to do that good of a job you're only going to watch the best material dude okay and then this woman and then oh and we have minds up to the task thought leaders Thought leaders. Thought leader. <laughs> that word is is getting thrown around way too much these days, and I'm not here for it. Unless you have Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Adam Grant, Sheryl Sandberg, unless you have the actual thought leaders of our time right. coming on the show, Eckhart Tolle, perhaps, to evaluate <laughs> housewives, I'm not interested like, in whatever like D list thought leaders mm-hmm. you have about their uh, the moral le- lessons on on housewives. Yes, exactly that. I am not going to sit here and pretend that Housewives is some type of groundbreaking, next level philosophy, whatever. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to sit here and and believe that it is. So we just don't need thought leaders or alleged thought leaders discussing it. Like, we can just accept it for the trash television that it is and enjoy it for that. That's all. Yes, exactly. It's just, this is just the most Bethany- this lady is just so high on her own supply. Um, and you know what? I will frankly be tuning in. So um, <laughs> after all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can't wait to listen. <laughs> is she going to be doing her own skincare brand? Like which, which lane is she in? Isn't she the one who was like, pick a lane, pick a lane? Like, oh, which, which lane no, is she, she has, in? No, she's Mrs. Have, did, you ever, did you watch the beginning of her HBO documentary where she had a huge web? Yes. Like the yes, was yes. Bethany. Oh my gosh. This yes. is the popcorn. Yeah. This is the gene empire. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is the YouTube mm-hmm. channel. This is the social media. It's oh called multi-channel, gosh. omni-channel. Like she, I'm sure <sighs> this is just one branch Chandler in the Bethany tree that is growing yeah. to overtake the garden. And you I, know what? I, I will take a bite I, of the fruit. I want like a, a quarter dose of whatever she takes every morning because I think it could frankly help my work ethic. It's called cocaine. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's just a joke. That's what it sounds oh, like. Oh my lord! Um, people that well, are like permanently so hyped up on themselves. Truly, God bless. What a gift. I'm very jealous. What a gift. Um. Okay. I feel well, like though I'll say you have a little bit of Bethany in you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. You like to start a lot of businesses. You've got a lot of ideas that you put into action. Like, you've just, well, like, let's just be real for a second here. You've got a little oh, yeah. bit of Bethany in you. Like, I'm, you know, I, a hundred percent, which is why I find her to be so annoying. It's because it's my self loathing coming out. <laughs> um, it actually reminds me of a funny story. When we were going to first start Pop Apologists, we were talking with Courtney, and this is when she was first starting yeah. her Instagram account, her fashion yeah. account. And, you know, Courtney's true God-given talent is style and aesthetics. So it just made sense. And I was talking to Courtney and I was like, I'm going to start this interior design Instagram account. This is how you do it. You just post beautiful photos of homes. You get a following because people follow the inspo and then you do affiliate links to the products, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you basically don't do any of the work yourself. Like you don't have to have any original content. All you're doing is curation. And if you can grow a following, you can make a shit ton of money. And so I had this whole business plan locked sure, and loaded. Sure. My whole business yeah. plan, that was basically it. Um, but yeah. I was ready to to be welcomed into the throngs of fellow like-to-know-it top talent. Sure. Um, 
And so Courtney looked at me and she said, do you even like interior design that much? And I said, no, <laughs> no. I'm not that interested in it. I, I'll probably not. hire someone because I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but I can learn. I can learn. And this is where the money is. You know, you're doing fashion. Oh fashion gosh. is your lane. I can't do it. So I'm just going to do interior design. And she's like, why don't you do like a celebrity thing? Something you actually care about. Right. And I was just like, um, cause that sounds like it's going to take a lot of time to make money, which is actually exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. Correct. But Courtney is just so sweet and pure. She was like, I just think you should try to actually like offer value in a way that yeah. is true to you. Right. So, right. Instead of posting target pillows. So here we are. <laughs> That's so good. Here we are, Courtney. And that is why I am not as rich as I could be. So it's actually your yeah. fault. Um, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Is. If only I had started that account. Um, okay. So moving on, you guys, though. Um, oh, actually, one thing I want to say, Chandler, about mm-hmm. Bethany Frankel before we move on. Yeah. And this, yeah. Is, this podcast is this episode is kind of all over the place. So I apologize. Bethany Frankel, I think, is very much adjacent to Katherine Heigl and the trajectory of her career, which is that she stepped whoa, away whoa, from whoa, the whoa, thing. Whoa, 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 I know. It's, okay. It, when, it, when you realize the parallel journeys and trajectories, mm-hmm. it's a moment of pure revelation and insight. Um, you're welcome, everyone. So Katherine Heigl, at the height of her Grey's Anatomy career, got too big for her britches and thought, this show is precluding the possibility of becoming a movie star for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be stuck to the silver screen. I want my career to be more diverse, more interesting, more exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't just want to play this blonde hot doctor. And so Catherine Heigl, you know, she traded her diamond for sandcastles and sure. chased the dream of being a movie star and mm-hmm. quit basically quit or forced herself to be fired from Grey's Anatomy because she yeah, so badly yeah. and was so ready to be done with it. Katherine Heigl's career was not a stone skipped neatly over a river to the next ocean, to the next stream. <laughs> it was what does that mean? a stone. That, <laughs> that it mean? just means it did not, the plan, it did not go as planned. Oh, sure. She would sure. glide over the surface of the water, yeah. you know, to glory. Instead, yeah. It was a stone that sank to the bottom. Okay. Yes, she was so in true. flop after flop. And yep. I, the latest we know about her is that she lives in rural Idaho, which is a beautiful place, but probably, you know, it's it just, it just is what it is. Maybe so not anyway, by choice. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not exactly. She did not. And you know who Chandler, you know, who became super rich, super successful one Ellen Pompeo who yeah. knew she had a good thing going. Right. Right. Knew that if she could stick it out, she might yeah. not have the glittering career that she always wanted, but she would have the economic stability to provide a great mm-hmm. life for herself for the rest of her life and her family. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think Bethany Frankel, while monetarily her and Catherine Heigl were on divergent paths, I think that when it comes to fame, Bethany left Real Housewives in New York City and now is debasing herself with her TikTok videos and makeup reviews and basically YouTuber content and then podcast a, a, a podcast rewatch show. Where is the dignity? But here's what I'm going to say, though. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you about Katherine Heigl. I wasn't expecting to wake up and talk about Katherine Heigl today, but here we are. Let <laughs> me just state that right off the bat. Um, I agree with you. I do think, though, that Bethany is 10,000 times more 
interesting as a person. And so she kind of, whatever she does, like try her hand at, you're at least going to give it a go. I couldn't give two SHITs about, you know, whatever Catherine Heigl's new venture is or the ventures that she attempted after Grey's Anatomy because she wasn't, she wasn't a favorite. Like she just wasn't like as instantly captivating as Bethany. So I, I have more hope for Bethany while it is extremely annoying to, you know, be getting whiplash from all of her new ventures. Right. No, I, I completely agree. Bethany Frankel has way more actual star power and pizzazz. Um, she has that je ne sais quoi quality. And so I agree with you. Um, and I think that should she ever return to Housewives or decide to, I'm sure she would be right. welcomed with wide open arms by Bravo and Andy at large. I just think that... It was a mistake to leave the show if she's so clearly after relevance and fame. Oh, yeah. Abs- exactly. Yeah. That you hit the nail on the head. Can I Thank you. bring up something related to Real Housewives of New York? Please. So I started Leah McSweeney's memoir because it was one of the only books at the library that I like recognized. I was I went to the library, went to go look for Grisham, couldn't wow, find any. Flex. Okay. So I I ended up with Leah McSweeney's memoir, which I made it, you know, about 10 pages into before deciding oh, that I was going to return it the next day. I really liked Leah on the show, but her memoir was so littered with housewives jokes that it just made me feel like she had this ghostwriter who just took it a little too far. Um, yeah. So anyways, couldn't recommend the book. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that she's not on the new season of Housewives because she's kind of like, you know, could be a part of, I feel like, the younger cast that they have now. Um, but yeah, anyways, would not recommend her memoir. And I did, though, see at the library Stassi Schroeder's memoir, so I might have to go back for that one next time. I'm just going to say it flat out. I never found Leah to be that interesting. I found her to be quite thirsty. Um, and I just not, wasn't quite compelled by her as a character. Yeah. And so I would not have checked that out at the library. And this, my credulity, my credulity is goes on strained hearing this from you. Yeah. Yeah. But I am excited to read Jeanette McCurdy's book. That's what I'm going to read next. Have you heard about this? What is that? Who is that? I'm. It's called, I'm glad my mom died. No. And who was Jeanette McCurdy? She's a Nickelodeon star. Um, mm. And she was raised Mormon. Oh. So anyways. And she's very excited to read that. Perished? You, yeah. I, I want to hear about the title. That. It's, well, I mean, obviously it's a title that's very, you know, that's attention grabbing, but it's got, it's gotten like amazing reviews. Oh, really? Okay. I think her so mom was, was like abusive. I think like her family was abusive. It's not just like a, okay. a tongue in cheek type of thing but anyways so i will be reading that and i'll giving and i will be giving everyone a review can i tell you what my literary goals are for 2023 oh i don't really care about them (laughs) (laughs) okay let's move on um okay (laughs) so lauren the wall behind you it's quite barren what's going on there (laughs) you know what i find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home and it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned 
cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. <laughs> Next item on the list. Chandler, our Christmas wish list. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. People want to know what we want for Christmas. And baby, it's not all I want is not you. No offense. I don't want you either. <laughs> okay, actually. Um, so this year for Christmas, we yeah. are doing something really exciting, which is, and I think we've talked, we might have talked about it before, but really yeah. quick. So for my bachelorette, we went to, we rented a house in Southern Utah. And it was this insanely gorgeous property in St. George. And so we are going back and renting the even the like nicer version of the house, the bigger one. Um, and we're just all going to be together. Courtney, Wyatt, the kids, our family. Ben is coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kagan's coming. Kagan's family is coming. And it's just going right. to be kid time, swimming time, fun time. And... I really like I that is all all I want for Christmas. That's all I want for Christmas is to yeah. be in that beautiful home looking at the red rocks with my beloved surrounding me. Like that's I told Kagan I don't want any gifts. This house is expensive. Shocking. So that's the gift is the gift is this. It's being being willing to do this. And that's yeah. what I want for Christmas. So I think also we like just buy ourselves what we want anyways. And this is within an expensive reason. year for all of us. Yeah, within reason. Like, yeah, not everything we want. But like, you know, we basically, you know, we all love to shop. We're not like, you know, we don't shop. You know, we don't need much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, like Christmas is amazing. Always, I mean, it's always great to get stuff. But like, it's never like, oh, I have these things that I really need. Like, I need a new winter coat or I need new, like, you know, shoes. Right. Um, because we just buy ourselves the stuff that we want and, uh, you know, to the detriment of our credit card bills. So this year, not doing gifts does not feel like a total punch in the gut. Um, and I think, too, the best part about Christmas with, when you have like a big family like ours is like just honestly watching the little kids open up their gifts. Totally. I'm so excited. And I also think that like I'm hoping this becomes a tradition where, you know, should the economy not completely melt down and should we all be still on two legs next year. Um, I am hoping that this becomes the new Christmas tradition where instead of, you know, spending a bunch of money on Mm -hmm. gifts and trinkets for a hundred different people and crap, everyone just throws away. 
we just say, okay, we're going to do an experience. We're going to rent this really nice house. We're going to go on this vacation and everyone just get yourselves there and actually come. And that's the gift. The gift is your presence and making the effort to be there. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. So a few more things. This is kind of just all random. Um, So I didn't know this, but one of our good friends in Puerto Rico, who's actually going to be at our wedding, um, he is one of the stars of the fire festival documentary. Um, oh, really? And was literally like, literally is yeah one of the the stars of the documentary. Um, I can't remember which one, but um, it was so funny because I was talking to him yesterday, and I was like, I had no idea, like you know, because he's just our friend. And then someone said, Oh, that you know, he was in it. So I rewatched it, and one of the interesting things that I learned from it, some insider tea from talking to him, is that. He, what he said is afterward, he was like, wow, I was so lucky that they cast me in a positive light because he was like, now okay. I understand that documentaries and reality television, they're just so completely narrative driven that their mm-hmm. oh, rooting yeah. in reality is so loose. Right. And he was like, they so easily because just made me look like a complete tool. And he said one of the... One of the things about that that's like the most interesting is or inside scoop is that, you know, the lady who owned the restaurant who was like, uh, it was de- this maybe? has devastated me, like devastated. We we provided food for days or months for these yeah. people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. Remember her? It's just the Bahamian lady. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he said that what people didn't understand actually watching it is that lady is like from a very wealthy family, like a very well-to-do family okay. in the Bahamas and was actually like okay. totally fine. And like, really? yeah, taking like a hit, but like they cast, they like basically made it look like she was like destitute in right, Ireland because over of this. this. Yeah. But she yeah. was actually like already quite wealthy. And then she just got a lot wealthier because of her massive GoFundMe that like went Whoa. over the top. He Ugh. said the people that actually got completely screwed were the people who um, were the people were the white bartenders who flew down from Miami for the weekend on their own dime, yeah. thinking they were yeah. going to make like three a ton of money and tips. Yeah, that weekend working right. fire festival, right? Ended up making nothing, missed their weekend shift in Miami. And just yeah. were out a bunch of money. He was like, the people who actually got screwed were people you have basically no idea about from the documentary. Um, and anyway, it was just it was just so interesting to talk to him about it. So I want to have him on the show because I I didn't even ask him. I'm going to ask him, but I if he'll come on. But I think he probably would. And anyway, it's just uh, it's just was very interesting to hear some of the inside scoop there. Inside yeah, that's tea. fascinating. So speaking of documentaries, tomorrow night I'm going to watch the Selena Gomez documentary with some friends, and I'm very excited to share my my learnings and takeaways. Mm. Well, I can't wait. Um, you can just tell me if it's worth watching or not. Selena Gomez is okay. a little after my time, um, and so she's not that interesting to me. But if you say it's a good doc, I will definitely watch. Right now it falls into the Shawn Mendes category for me of documentaries. Yeah. Um, Sorry, this episode is a little bit of a kitchen sink episode, but, you know, we got a lot of ground to cover. Someone asked us to talk about how to make friends as adults. I have a response if you don't have one, if you, you know, if if you're still struggling with this yourself. Thankfully, actually, I am at a point where I have so many great friends, so I'm very lucky. I have the pleasure of living in a place that is kind of an expat place, so it's much easier Mm -hmm. to make friends. So yeah. I think, Charlie, your advice would be much more apt. 
Yeah. I mean, my advice is pretty practical. Like, I don't know if I have, you know, some like huge woo woo speech about it, but what I will say is that I think what you can do if you are struggling to make friends is to just become like a person who plans a lot of fun things and be a person who, you know, plans movie nights or specific activities and then just invite, you know, a smattering of people from work or just from, you know, acquaintances that you lightly know and then just say like, I'm throwing this fun thing and you're welcome to come over. I feel like if you are constantly waiting to be invited places, then you're going to struggle. But if you are, if you become the epicenter of like fun activities and plans, like you will make friends and people will see you as a friend and someone they want to like invite places and do stuff with Mm -hmm. because you like to do fun things. What if you Chandler, you don't like know anyone and you move to a city and like, you know, you know, I mean, like, what if you have to start from scratch a little bit? Start with your coworkers. Like when Faith and I moved to LA, we would literally invite our coworkers over for like random movie nights. You know, we would just like create a theme and then be like, we're watching this movie that's according to this theme. And like half the time we, we like tried to force our coworkers to come or like invite people who we like literally just loosely knew. I will say if you're not at the point though where you're working with your best friend like that there's still like you're kind of it's a lot easier to make friends when you already have your best friend by your side hosting events but if you're new Absolutely. to a city um it's but- really putting yourself out there to just host stuff on your own I would say do activities could, like yeah activities like I mean these are the ways to make friends like go to yoga go do you know right. go do take classes like do things right. you know I guess if, if you don't feel comfortable hosting it that's totally fine but it could also be a thing that's like I want to try out this new restaurant I made a re- reservation for four people do you want to come you know right like right you don't have to be throwing it necessarily but you just need to be the originator Hmm. Yeah. And, and I think also, you know, one of my best friends from college, she kind of like at the beginning was like, Hey, I really want to be your friend. Like, do you want to go get a coffee? And then when we mm-hmm. got coffee, she was like, what are you doing tomorrow? She right. like made it very clear that she was like kind of pursuing me as a friend. Yes. And it just made me feel really special and like adored. Yeah. And I think you can kind of pursue friends. Like if there's someone you want to be friends mm-hmm. with, it's okay to be like, hey, I really want to be your friend. Like that's just right. like a way of showing love. And if they're like, oh, you're weird. You want to be my friend? I don't like you. Well, you don't want, that's going to be good for you to know because you don't want to be that right. kind of person's friend. Also, it's a little bit like dating where it's like send a follow up text message after and say, hey, I had a really good time. Like so fun chatting with you. Like all totally. of those little things make people feel like confident and that like, oh, like, you know, you We've all, I feel like, had those moments where we've hung out with someone and then been like someone new at least and been like, was I weird? Like, did I say too much? Like, whatever, whatever. But like, if you send a follow-up text saying like, I had a great time and, you know, you're so fun or like just anything, I think it'll like embolden and strengthen that like very new, you know, relationship. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Finally, Chandler, let's end this episode with me throwing myself under the bus. You ready for this? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, so I've told this story on the Patreon before, but I'm ready to reveal it to the masses because I genuinely DGAF. Um, and this all stems from the fact that on the most recent episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Chris, our dear friend Chris Harrington, admitted to creating a, uh, a Finsta, a, fi- a fake mm-hmm. account. Not mm-hmm. necessarily a, just a low-key f- account for himself, but a fake Instagram account where he trolled Lisa Barlow. I believe, or one other cast member. I only know this because I haven't actually watched the episode yet, but someone messaged us us about it, so I looked it up. So it's all over Twitter. 
Yeah. Um, people are up in arms about it. People are like, these people are so pathetic. All I have to say is, if you ever met Chris Harrington and Angie Harrington, pathetic is not the words that come to mind. People of integrity, yeah. kind, amazing, Generous, truly phenomenal, wonderful. high quality people. That's what you'll experience. Um, but it just brought to my mind, Chandler, my own time with a fake account. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I've had two times where I've had fake accounts in my life. Yeah. Um, one that is particularly egregious that I'll save for a Patreon episode one day. Um, yep. But this one I'll share. So when I was 20, yes, I was I was uh, unceremoniously dumped by my boyfriend. And I was driven to Utah by our parents who very quickly were like, great, they're broken up. Let's get her out of this because they definitely did not want me to be dating this person. But I definitely did. It was very heartbroken. And so I decided that the best way to exact my revenge would be, you know, none other than creating a scene on my own Facebook wall, living my best life. Okay. Um, A scene it was. was, It truly was a scene. I'll say it. I wasn't dressing for revenge. I was posting for revenge. So um, I decided (laughs) that the only way to let my ex know, like, what he had left what he had let get away was to show how desirable I was. And of course, to do this, I created a fake persona on Facebook. I created a fake profile. Um, uh-huh. And the name I chose, uh, super realistic, you know, can't imagine yeah. this person not being real, was right. Henry Garrett. Because <laughs> that sounds like a real person. Just Henry Garrett. Literally, yeah, exactly. It's Two like- first names. Mm-hmm. I can just see the pea coat already that's like mofo's wearing. I mean, it's definitely like a Coles line, Henry Garrett. Yeah. It's like definitely a Coles line of pea coats for sure. I'm sure it's been done. Anyway, yeah. so Henry Garrett, um, I found Googled a picture of a hot guy, slapped that yep. on the profile, yep. and then proceeded to go from Henry Garrett's profile to Lauren Bledsoe's profile and post on my wall. Last night was amazing. <laughs> It's like, it's so gross. It's like, can you imagine a guy who would post on a wall last night? Was it like posting that on your wall instead of just direct messaging that to you? Beyond. It's just, it's the kind of hysterics and insanity you can be driven to as a hormone-fueled young woman, red-blooded American young woman. It's really knows no bounds. Um, It doesn't. So anyway. So I proceeded to then uh, drop an album that was, you know, special to me and my uh, ex and say, oh, yeah, I loved hearing that music last night. Stop. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. It's like I won't even get into like the tawdriest of details that I just tried to pour salt in the wound. Okay, so anyway, I thought I had really pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. Hot guy was interested in me. We had had a great time with another mm-hmm. album, an incredible evening. Um, and then let's just fast forward like six months. I leave all this up, by the way. Leave all this up. Yeah. And I'm just like looking at photos. Like I see some, not looking at photos. I see, some, I'm reading some like tech news and something looks familiar to me in the photo I'm looking okay. at at the top <gasps> of this article. Oh, gosh. Oh, Chandler, do you know who Hot Guy, when I Googled Hot Guy and picked a random photo from the internet? I had oh, taken I a photo of, of Jack Dorsey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jack Dorsey, had. under of the pseudonym Henry Garrett, Henry. had had Last an incredible night, night with me in Provo, Utah in 2012. 
Please find the photo of him that you chose. Like, I'm dying. I need to know what photo it was. I will get the photo. I will actually also, I have emails like still on Facebook. You just send me, send you emails like this person commented on your wall. So I have the receipts. Was it like a sepia tone photo of him? Yes, it was. Yeah, I found it. Oh, I found it, baby. It's like literally his most iconic photo. It's just, it's like a classic like internet dude photo. Wow. Wow. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. Um, so anyway. Well, you know what? Look at what's happened to Twitter and look at what's happened to you. <laughs> Joke's on Jack. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know what? A phoenix can rise from the ashes, Chandler. It's so true. As I walk down the aisle in three weeks to my my tr- one true actual love and partner. Um, but I have a catfish story that's much more salacious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Much more long-winded. Much more I would think interesting and funny, and I've been very afraid to share this because I did not want to get blasted, Um, but I feel like I'm sufficiently confident to know that our listeners will just know it's funny. Also, it was Mm -hmm. like seven years ago, so there's a statute of limitations on cancellations, in my opinion. Um, so that's going to be on Patreon this week, in addition to some very spicy anonymous Q&A that's already rolling in. People want to know about finances, Chandler. They want to know about prenuptial agreements. They want to know it all. The juice. And guess what? We might be mentioning it all. Mention it all. We might mention something. We'll see. She's, she's, (laughs) wow. I just, it's full circle to Bethany. It feels good. good. I'm glad we're putting out this episode before she fully overtakes the charts and we lose all our listeners to Rewives by Bethany Rewatch. It's a little bit more interesting. (laughs) Oh, well, Chandler, it feels so good to be here with you on a celebrity podcast where we're doing nothing that's more interesting than other celebrity podcasts. Just right. rehashing the same page six articles. Same stuff over and over again. And you know what? We'll see you next week. Enter the giveaway, everyone. One carat tennis bracelet, diamond tennis bracelet. You get to pick yellow or white gold, custom ordered for you. Sparkle in 2023. Let the good Beautiful word of apologist. Yes, let the good word of pop apologist be shown from your IG stories. Tag us, don't forget, so we can see it and enter you. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at popapologist, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.